1: On this program, we are featuring Dick Powell, Jack Carson, Alan Jenkins, Claire Trevor, Don Wilson, and some exciting moments from radio's famous detective, Richard Diamond. Motion picture star Dick Powell, long before he turned to acting, was one of the most popular singers of the day. Listen to his warbling from an early radio show.
0: Say goodbye I die a little Every time we say goodbye I wonder why a little Why the gods above me Who must be in the know Think so little of me They allow you to go I can hear a lark somewhere Begin to sing about it There's no love song finer, But how strange the change From major to minor Every time we say goodbye Goodbye, goodbye. Every time we say
1: In the late 40s, Dick Powell became a private detective in the motion picture Murder, My Sweet*. Remember that film? And on the radio, he became Richard Diamond, private detective. Here's one of the programs from November 11th, 1950. Here's Dick Powell as Richard Diamond, private detective.
2: I'm a detective agency, the Smiling Gumshoe.
3: Quick. Sign up
2: for our new contest and win yourself a beautiful all-chrome pre-tested genuine electric chair. Oh, lovely. What
4: do I have to do?
2: Just tear off your scalp and send it along with 25 words or less while you love Richard Diamond. I can
3: do it in two words.
4: What are they? You're pretty.
2: Oh, you win, you win. Where do you want the chair sent, madam? At
4: 975 Park Avenue, but I think I have A.C. current.
2: No problem with the Jiffy Toaster chair. It works on any current A.C. D.C. And we have it in three speeds, 45, 78, and long playing. Oh, no.
4: Oh, Rick, that's awful. Hello, baby. Hi. What are you doing?
2: Oh, nothing. What's with you? Oh,
4: I just thought I'd call and find out if I'm still going to see you tonight.
2: Yes, ma'am. We going to stay in?
4: Well, I thought I'd have Francis' fix dinner, and we could sit around and listen to records or something, but if you'd rather go out, I... No,
2: no, no, baby. I think that would be lovely. And so does my bank account.
4: Oh, broke again?
2: Not quite. A little bent. I hope the next client I get has a big, fat trust fund.
4: Well, don't you worry about it. I'll see you around 8.
2: Okay. Bye, baby.
4: Bye.
2: Well, now, let's see. Six shirts, four pairs of socks, and... Hey, how did that get in there? Well... Okay, okay. Yeah? Well, what's the matter with you? You lost up my laundry. What are you talking about? Today isn't Tuesday? Okay, Walt, so it isn't Tuesday. Nothing's happening around this place. I felt like doing some washing. Why don't you put it away and come on down here? I'll give you something to do. Hey, it's really serious, isn't it? Now, what makes you say that? Look, Father... Every time your ulcers hold a rally and you want me to come down and join in, you say, thanks, Rick, just like I'd laid an egg or something for you. Oh, you think you're pretty smart, don't you? Sure. If I listen to everybody who thinks I'm not, I'd wind up playing mumbly peg in a straitjacket. I'll be right over. Hello, Walt. Hello, Rick. Sit down. Oh, maybe I should have worn black, hmm? That or a propeller on my hat. First, I run into Otis, acting like he was shot out of a cannon. Then I waltz in here and you give me that big hello like you just discovered a body in your desk. Land, Jacoby is back in town. What? what? Yes. Oh, but but we got an indictment on him. Got him deported six years ago. Look, Rick, there's no mistake. One of our stoolies brought us word. Oh, but that's crazy. Jacoby knows the feds will pick him up in a second. How'd he get back in? Who knows? Florida, maybe. Last we heard, he disappeared in Italy. And about six months later, we got a report he was seen in Cuba. Now, oh, are you just going to take the stoolie's word for it? Uh, what else have you got? I got three bodies to date, and they're all buried dead. Jacoby? It's got to be. Why? Well, the first two are the guys that turned state's evidence and helped to put Jacoby away. You remember them, Ross and Kreisel. Jacoby swore he'd get him someday. Who's the third? The stoolie who gave us the tip. Walked out of the station and... Somebody with a Thompson scattered them all over the front steps. Right in front of the station? Yeah, it'll be in the evening papers. The commissioner is very unhappy. How about the feds? Are they working on it? Up to their necks, but nobody can find out how he got in or where he might be hiding out. Oh, here's something else that makes us sure it's Jacoby. In this town, there are at least five of Jacoby's old mob. The minute this thing broke, we started to check. They've all disappeared. All right, Walt. Now, let's let's say Jacoby's going to start operating again. He's made sure of One thing. Nobody who's seen him is alive enough to testify. So? So this. All eight to five, Jacoby's gonna make a quick haul someplace and do one more killing. You expect the killing? Ah, I expect an attempt. He's gotten two of the guys who put him away. He's just got uh, one more guy to tag. He said he'd do it himself and with a knife. That means he's got to find you. Yeah, Yeah, but you've got to watch your step, Rick. There's no telling when he's going to pull off the job and try to go to work on you. Look, I'm not happy about it. I'm really the guy who's responsible for putting Jacoby away, and I know him pretty well. He's got a vendetta wall, and guys like Jacoby don't figure they're their brother's keeper. The score is two out of three is one to go. He'll try his best to kill me and even it up. Well, what do you say we start? Ah, I know. Oh, give me a list of the five guys you think are with Jacoby and all the information on them you got. It is right here. All right. Put two of your best men on these three guys at the bottom of the list, and you and I will start with these two on top. Okay, but I hope we find Jacoby in time. Walt, so do I. The way he uses that knife, I'll have to have all my clothes made out of bandage. Walt assigned two of his best men to start checking on the three names at the bottom of the list, and we took off for Flatbush. So good afternoon, gentlemen. You own this place? Yes, there's something wrong. Does a man named George Vale come in here much? Oh, something is wrong. I told Mama that George was a no good. Then he does come in here. So, now what can I do for you? Do you know where George Vale lives? Sure, sure. I'm sending him over stuff lots of times. It's up two blocks, but he ain't there. How do you know that? Because his wife, she's coming in for the last couple days. Uh, she said he was out of town on business. He's got a wife? Sure, sure. A blonde. Uh, she's not bad looking. Well <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is Vale's exact address? Uh, here, I'll write for you on a piece of paper. What time you got, Rick? Uh, two thirty. Uh, there are gentlemen. Come on, Walt. <coughs> we going down to see Vale's wife? No, I got a better idea. Well, don't you think she'd know where Vale is? Maybe, but she's not gonna tell us. But if we throw a scare into her, she might tell her husband something. If she knows where he is. Get Otis down here with the recording outfit. We'll wait until we see her leave the apartment and bug the place. Walt finished his report. We both went over and talked with the landlady in Vale's building. She told us that Mrs. Vale was still in her room and gave us an accurate description. Also, she agreed to pull down her window shade when Mrs. Vale left the building so that there wouldn't be a chance of missing her. Then we went back to the car to wait. In about 15 minutes, Otis showed up carrying a small portable recorder. Yeah. here you are, Lieutenant. All right, get hey. in the back seat. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Hey, we're we going
5: to wire somebody's apartment?
2: No, I just thought it might be fun to play cops and robbers. Yeah. Now relax, we might be here for quite a while. Uh, not so long, Walt. Look, hmm? there goes the landlady's signal. Yeah. Mrs. Vale should be... There she comes. Yeah. Otis, get set. Hmm? We gotta go up there and plant a bug before she comes back. I'm set. I got four cars at the intersections just in case she's got a car. If she walks, I got four men to tailor, depending on her direction. Yeah, she's crossing the street. KXKB to KQAR. Cars 7, 9, 3, 14. Stand by. Rick, you notice. Get up there with a the bug. Right. Come on, Otis. Yeah. Right, will you? Attention. The suspect is turning into Church Avenue, heading for New Lots. Long 5 4 wearing second coat and a black bag. In here, Otis. Yeah. Now well, this is her room. The landlady said she'd unlock it for us as soon as Mrs. Vale left the building. Bingo. Go on in. Okay, okay. Now plant it just like you knew what you were doing, Sergeant. I'll take the box down in the basement where we can listen. Give me five minutes and then give me a quick test. How's it working? All right. Listen. Shh. That's Walt. Sounds pretty good, do oh, Shut up, Otis. Yeah? I'm looking for your husband, Mrs. Vale. He
4: isn't here. He's out of town. What's wrong? He's wanted. For what?
2: Murder. Mind if I come in?
4: You got a warrant?
2: Okay, make it tough. Where's your husband? I told you. Well, we're out of town. He didn't tell me. Okay, I'll be back with a warrant. Now we'll see if it works.
4: Three four nine, please. Yeah. Hello, is George. There. Oh, tell Mary. Hello, honey. Well, look, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know, but this is one of those times. Yeah, a cop was just here. Yeah, cop. Murder. I don't know. No, I didn't let him in. Huh? Oh, I never thought of that. I won't call again.
2: Bye, baby. Okay, Otis. Stay here and keep this thing going. I got to get back to the lieutenant. Did it work? Yeah, like a dream. She called Evergreen 3-3349 and talked to George. I'll check the number. You start driving north, so we'll be in the general exchange area. KXKB calling KQAR, code 600. We headed across town while Walt put in the code to the precinct. In less time than it takes Sergeant Otis to say, oh, yeah, we had our address. Well, wouldn't you know it, another pool hall. Yeah, guy must like the game. Hope he's in. Pretty crowded, I don't see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there he is. He sees us. He's going for the back door. Let's grab Right. Him.
5: Hey, let me go. Take oh, your hands right. off me. You're busting my
2: arm. Just take it easy, Vale. All we want to do is talk to you. Come on, outside.
1: Okay, okay.
2: Go on, Vale. In the car. shoving. I'm going. Walt. Help, okay.
3: Rick.
2: Where did that shot come from? Got Vale in the chest uh, across the street. Stay down. Uh, yeah, look. Uh, look, Vale, you're not going into place now. We know you're working for Jacoby, and we know he's close. The guy who just shot you is working for Jacoby, too. You're not going to cover up for a louse who just fingered you, are you?
5: Jacoby's looking for you, too, Diamond. He's going to cut you up bad.
2: Where's the hideout, Vale? I'm going to put in an 800 on this, Rick. I want this whole area surrounded. Come on, Vale. Where's Jacoby? Four fifty-five fail. Oh, swell. I took off and started checking addresses that began with 4.55. The first was Cold Turkey, nothing but a married couple who looked like they were in training for Madison Square Garden. I moved on. Somewhere in that neighborhood, Leon Jacobi was listening to his radio. (laughs) Jacoby, hold it. What? Stop, Jacoby. Well, Jacoby had waited six years to get a crack at me, and it looked like he was going to finally get his chance. The alley was a dead end. I stopped and listened. The back of the alley was stacked with boxes, and along the sides, garbage cans. He could have been hiding anywhere along the line. I'm coming in, Jacoby. You wanna give it up or do you want to play? The block's surrounded. Okay, okay. I ain't got a gun. Come on out.
5: All right. All right, oh only, only don't shoot, Diamond. What do you cops got against me?
2: What'd I do, huh? Nothing, Jacoby. Not a thing. Start moving. Well why you gotta get so tough? Or maybe you're scared. Scared to death. Now, if you don't hurry up and move, I'm going to shoot you full of holes, I'm so scared. All right, Diamond, all right. I ain't got no gun, so you can push me around like that.
5: Now, you dirty... Uh, uh.
2: Rick! Rick! Over here, Rick. Walt, over here. He pulled his knife on you, huh? Yeah, I didn't think I'd see it. Well, you're lucky you're dead. Yeah, well, I expected it. There used to be an old saying six years ago. When Leon Jacoby wants you dead, he'll use a knife and you'll lose your head. Now, he should have remembered I keep up on slogans.
4: That's an awful story.
2: Well, you wanted me to tell you about it.
4: But it's so terrible, and you're so lucky.
2: Yeah, yeah, I guess so.
4: You'll certainly know better next time.
2: Oh, I'll never make the same mistake again.
4: Well, I should hope not. Imagine being in such a hurry you've forgotten through your socks in with all those lovely white shirts.
2: Mm, plaid now, baby. Did
4: the color run that much?
2: Sweetheart, when I got back to the office, it looked like Picasso had been in my wash basin. My shirts are ruined. Well,
4: don't you fret. Mommy's going to buy little old Rick a whole new batch tomorrow.
2: Oh, no, no, no. Really, I couldn't. Uh, It's just against my principles to take anything from a woman. It is, huh? Uh, Definitely.
4: Baby, you're the craziest. What?
2: Where did you pick up that expression?
4: Oh, I get around now and then. I know a couple of musicians. I
2: bet they all play lead kazoo.
4: Come here.
2: What do you want?
4: Well, I'll lay one on you.
2: What? Oh. (sighs)
4: What do you think of that, Pops?
2: You want the honest truth? Uh Uh-huh. Mmm, solid.
1: Dick Powell also appeared on many Armed Forces radio shows, including this one as Jack Carson, Alan Jenkins, Claire Trevor, and Don Wilson join him in a spoof on detective shows.
2: So now, if you'll help set the scene, we'll get on with our chilling, thrilling drama about crime, which does not pay. C-R-I-M-E. Crime does not pay. (laughs) Yes, sir. Crime does not pay. Take it, Wilson. The scene is a mountain cabin in the High Sierras, which is the hideout of Scarface Dick Powell. District Attorney Jack Carson has been kidnapped and spirited away to this mountain retreat. As the scene opens, Scarface is taking the district attorney's clothes off so he can't escape. All right, cop, I give me your coat. <laughs> now your shirt. <laughs> now your pants. <laughs> now your underwear. I'm not wearing any. <laughs> Okay, give me some skin (laughs) Right where it shows (laughs) Scarface, you can't get away with this I told you before, crime does not pay (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir (laughs) Listen, Scarface, I can't stand around here with my clothes off well, don't worry. Get her that pickle barrel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the least you could do is take the pickles out. Oh, I ain't got time for that. Now, start talking, copper. Where's the report on Brains Gang? You'll never get that report. That little document is going to send you, the brain, and your whole gang to the hot seat. <laughs> What's the matter? The pickle sickle. <laughs> your trap I told you before I'm not wearing any underwear <laughs> Wait till the brain gets here When the brain gets here He'll take care of you The brain, eh? I've always wanted to meet the brain Ah, that must be the brain now I'll unlock the door I'll unlock the door
5: Never mind. I came through the window.
2: Alan Jenkins, you're the brain!
5: Yeah, that's me. So you're the brain. You're the world's greatest tough guy, eh? I'll say I'm tough. I'm so tough I can tear a phone book in half with my bare hands. Oh, yeah? I'd like to see you do it. Okay, hand me that phone book. I'll show you. Page one. <laughs> Page two. <laughs> Page three. Of course, it takes longer this way.
2: (laughs) Listen, brain, you and Scarface better let me go, see? Everybody knows that crime does not pay. (laughs) You see?
5: (laughs) Never mind that, copper. You got a paper that my mob needs. Now, where is it? Now, quit stalling because I mean business. Just because you're the DA, you don't scare me none. And will you please stop snapping my suspenders?
6: <laughs> Who's that? It's me, Lulu, your girl. A
5: girl? Ooh. I'm back in the barrel, folks.
6: <laughs> Hello, Brain. Hello, Lulu. <gasps> What's that head floating in the pickle barrel? That's the D.A. Oh, good. Where did you bury the body?
5: The body's in here, too, sister. <clears throat> He refuses to tell us where that report is on our
6: map. Oh, he does, eh? Leave him to me, boys. I'll get him to talk. Okay, see you later. Now, oh, look, D.A., you don't want to spend the rest of your life swimming around with those warty old pickles, do you? I could be awfully nice to you, handsome. You could? Yes. Don't you like me to put my arms around your neck and run my hand through your hair like this? Mm, hubba, hubba, hubba. Hubba. <laughs>
2: Fine time for me to be in a barrel.
6: <laughs> come on now. Come on. Tell me. Where is that report? No. Tell me, or I'll smother you with kisses.
2: A thousand times, no.
6: <laughs> okay. You asked for it.
2: That was an inlay melder if I ever felt one.
6: <laughs> Tell me, or I'll I'll kiss you again. No, no, no. Okay, bud. Hang on to that barrel. <laughs> Well, that's the first time I ever saw a barrel blow its top
5: Well, Lolo, did you get him to
6: talk? No, Brain, I couldn't get a peep out of him
5: Too bad Well, there's only one thing to do, and that's to kill him Copper, have you got anything to say before I blow your brains out? Yes
2: Crime does not pay (laughs) Good night, folks
1: That concludes this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. I hope you've enjoyed the past half hour. This is Frank Brzee inviting you to tune in next time for more great moments from radio programs of the past. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.